back to the everything's fine. Everything's fine with George and Yoni. That's right. I was practicing saying it different ways, and because we talked about putting the the inflection on different words in a phrase as like an exercise for acting. So I I've oh. been practicing. Yeah, that's saying great. Saying it. So this so everything's fine with George and Yoni. Got you. Everything's fine with George and Yoni. Do you have a favorite one though? Everything's fine with George and Yoni. <laughs> Come on, now that's just. <laughs> It's just holding a, I just holding a kid upside down and the change falls out. Everything's fine with like Georgia. Happy Gilmore. And Yoni. Um, everything's fine with Georgia and Yoni. <laughs> and everything's fine with Georgia and Yoni. Okay. I like that last one the least. I'm still just entirely confused about your intention. You're just trying all intentions. All of them. But what is yours? My favorite, I think, is... Hold on, I know I have to go through all of them. Like the whisper of a person who's a hostage trying not to let their captor hear them upstairs? Everything's fine. I think think the natural, I'm not going to say it's my favorite. The natural one is everything's fine with George and Yoni, right? I think everything's fine is is what normally happens. But I want to be abnormal. I like that a lot. Also, for the the people who can't see Georgia right now. (laughs) She said it while while holding her finger up like this, like po- like hold, pointing straight forward and holding it about a foot from your face, which is kind of like telling someone that like like correcting them. Yes, and someone has said something, and, and I'm like, oh no no no, everything's fine. Yeah, with Georgia and Yoni. That's right. I I love that. I love that. And mine, I think, is just the the. I just want to do the George Costanza. You know, just everything's fine. With Georgia and Yoni. Yeah. I think that's the one that, that feels right to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to find out after I've had several drinks how, how I how I slur it, and I'm going to pick my favorite slur. Oh, God. <laughs> slur We're version. having hard seltzer. This is not like It's uh... hard. It's not medium. <laughs> it's not soft. It's wow. hard seltzer. <laughs> I can't imagine a least sell-worthy title than soft seltzer. <laughs> soft seltzer. That just sounds like the worst product. <laughs> Technically, all seltzer before it was hard was soft seltzer. Right. They didn't sound that terrible until now. Yeah. About like this. Like soft drinks sounds fine, but right. soft seltzer is like something's wrong with that. Right. right. <laughs> Just like bubbles that didn't quite make it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They didn't quite try hard enough. Yeah, they just fall apart too quickly and become part of the regular water. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, it's just flat soda. Yeah. That's all it is. Flat soda, gross. Another band name. <laughs> right there, flat soda. <laughs> the um, other one was Glass on Fire. Glass on Fire, <laughs> opening for flat soda. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's a very different crowd. Yeah. For both bands. Very, very um, unique. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And special, very yeah. special. Um. I had the opportunity to um, start editing our, our first recordings, oh, yeah, so I so right. I have those some of those conversations, parts of those conversations, fresh in my mind. Yeah, it made me think. Oh, like you know, since we're we're gonna be con- we're gonna continue co- recording. If there's anything that I think I left out or maybe didn't address, that I would be able to go. Oh, by the way, I right. remember I remember something that we kind of glossed over there. There's only like a couple of points, but um, sure. I don't know if you wanted to start with that or you wanted to start with how we ended the last session, <laughs> which was, was very interesting and, and, and incredibly... Um, a, little, a little surprising? A little surprising, a little... Um, I just... It, it, there's so much emotion happened in, in such few <laughs> moments at the very, very end. I was like, oh, 
And you're yeah, talking we about, should talk about that. You're talking about after we stopped recording? After we stopped recording, right, yes. Right, yes. Yeah, like a, right. a whole lot happened in a very short period of time emotionally. That's right. That's right. And I've been thinking about it ever since, but it's good to have the space to think, which is also what we talked about, sure. having the space to, to think and process and analyze and come up with, you know, conclusions and insights for life. And I and it did make me think of a few things and uh, that I'm going to put in my book. So thank right. you. Sure. Oh, no, yeah, we should have a follow-up. I think <laughs> it's great to start with that. I mean, yeah, the, the main thing was, so for, you know, clarity, um, way we ended the actual podcast was talking about how, like, if I remember correctly, that I, I'm, I'm a white man who dates black women, and mm-hmm. you're a black woman who dates white men, and mm-hmm. we're, like, have all the leanings towards having this kind of go... On paper, right. it works. <laughs> right. Uh, and especially to get complicated when we talk about having a project and a platonic relationship while recording a podcast... In my apartment. Alone, together. While drinking. Yes. Yes. All of those things, with mood lighting and whatnot. (laughs) Even when there was another person the first time I recorded, there was a whole another person in the apartment, but she was in the the next room, and I, like, once we started recording, I did not see her again. Sure. So it could have been, you know, anything could have been happening. (laughs) She wouldn't have known. Right. Well, if that's crazy, then there's no one here. Yeah. It's just us. I live alone. So... Yeah, yeah. So we're, we ended like kind of talking about that. And then when we stopped recording, you basically just, you know, kind of called ambushed. out the situation directly. I, I ambushed you. Emotionally. Well, you definitely asked the question like, so wait a minute, are you attracted to me? <laughs> and I did it so casually because to me, the answer, like, I, I understand now that it probably didn't feel casual in the moment, but for me, <laughs> it was such a casual question that I, I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, I, we didn't ever actually have that conversation. Right. Even though the first time that I met you, the friend I was with was like, so were you interested? And I, I was like, what? And right. I, that was the first and last time. I ever even thought about that until right. we stopped recording last time. I was like, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and, and your, and your response, <coughs> your response made me, made me think about, um, at the last time we recorded, we were talking about how sometimes my facial expressions and, um, my body language don't communicate what I'm feeling properly. <laughs> So the way you responded, yeah, I'm just, I was just gaslighting you for fun. I was like, I feel, your, your your behavior is wrong. Yeah, and I was, I felt bad because you, because um, we basically were talking about how I, I I've done enough like self reflection to know that I have my my preferences. Like it's it's a whole right. it's a whole thing to have like racial preferences. It's like it borders on fetishism. It borders on like discrimination. It's like, well, how do you feel that like, there's all these people in the world who like black women are like the least attractive of all the races and, uh, that's all a- and, and Asian men, Asian men, <laughs> even though there's a billion of them. Oh, so clearly they be fucking, um, <laughs> Asian men are the bottom of the barrel Asian for men. I don't personally, well, so I yeah, can't okay. speak to that. Okay. And I don't date black women. So, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, of course, I hate myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I, I know what my preferences are, and I'm, I'm more right. than willing to talk about them. But I right. but I was like, oh, do you do you not have a preference, or what is your preference? And right. you, you said, like, oh, I never thought about that. And all I felt, I promise, was just confusion and shock and surprise. But what you read on my response was... Wait, you're Con- saying that you that you opened up this topic, and then my my response was, "I've never thought about my preference." That's, I believe, that's what you said. Did you do you remember saying well, something else? I don't. I remember saying a few things. Okay, but there was like you know there was a process of like you asking me this question, but I mean, I'm just I didn't expect that to be the only thing you remembered. 
what else was there that I didn't mention so far? I was I'm, I was trying to be linear because I know well, yeah. I can go off on tangents no, and the, never come back. The first thing, or either either I can't remember if it was the first thing or the last thing that I said, but it was like we just had this conversation on air, like basically in a situation which I think is really wonderful. Try to try to figure this issue out. And I feel like that it's odd to know that that's not quite enough yet. You have to continue going into this topic. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. So let's, to, to, to hold, to clear it up, the main thing is like, the reason I was so surprised, and I, you know, at the same time, I don't think that being straightforward and being honest are always the same thing. I think being straightforward is very, very respectable. It's the kind of people that I really surround myself with. Mm -hmm. But in this case... What surprised me was that, like, I, I just in general, being 37 years old and having lived for a long time, try to be aware of, constantly, of the fact that I keep hearing stories about, like, men are basically weapons, mm. you know, in terms of their relations with women. Predator, yeah. Yeah, like, and so this energy of, like, the fact that we got along so well and have very, very different experiences mm -hmm. and, like, perspectives is something that I really value. And so, in general, that just seemed to kind of, like, poke the bear. And that, to me, is only explained by the fact that men really raise each other to, um, basically, when, when you find out a woman is interested in you, there is no question. Why are you not trying to, why are you not trying to smash? Oh, okay. And so, it's not even about attraction. Okay. That's out the window. Ah. So, when you're asking me, like, you know, am I attracted to you, my whole thing is, like, I'm literally trying to close off this thing that's been a part of my life since I was sexually active, which is literally telling me to just say whatever I need to. Mm. That's just to, just to make it happen. Mm. Which the truth is like, you know, I mean, like I really do get along with you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but yeah, we have that whole like thing. It's just like, dude, there's, what are you talking about? Like if you tell this story to anyone later, it's like, yeah, wanted to get started with a podcast. And then got into this topic while talking about it and then continued talking about it afterwards in your apartment. It seems to me that everybody would just be like, why? This is clearly her just leaving you doors open. Oh. Why did you not? What are you thinking? What do you think is happening? Uh, okay. And this is usually the worst advice that I've followed from my friends. Yeah. So like, it's, it's just something that I don't anymore. But yeah, it's literally just something that like, it has nothing to do with whether you're whether you are my type, whether you're not my type, whether I'm attracted to you, whether I'm not, mm -hmm. that's just something we're supposed to do. Wow. So a whole lot internally happened when I asked what I thought was a benign question. Right. Uh, which is, which right. is great. And, and which is right. representative of life. That's what happens all the time. Right. And I pushed <laughs> you on like the why of it at one point and you said something like, I just, cause I am in this place and we are drinking and we are doing this alone and I am in your apartment and I really just realized I'm in this situation that like, I want to know that I'm safe as well. And I don't it's, know, did I say that last part or, or was well, that least, what I was insinuating? I mean, maybe you, like? maybe you didn't say those words exactly, but I felt That's like you were you making thought. that point. Okay. And I, I didn't quite get to articulate that it just automatically sort of felt like your need to be safe immediately needed was relying on me feeling less certain about your intentions. Okay. Because all of a sudden I was like, is this just a thing for us to try to start dating? Like, is this just an elaborate thing? This is literally <laughs> how my wife and I got together. Oh. She had a project that she, she just contacted me through Facebook and said, I'm sorry. You know, I hope you don't mind. I got your information from our acting teacher. I was just thinking about a project for you, mm -hmm. you know, that I was working on. The part reminded me of you. Mm 
Mm-hmm. You know, like she's this is absolutely fits into the yeah. characteristics that could be just a move. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, like I really do enjoy recording with you. Like I didn't understand why that had to be known in that in that moment. Okay. That's where I was coming from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just felt it felt real. It felt real defensive and. Yeah, I um, was. I was. Yeah, which is which is like it, it's fine. Like it, it's just it's good to know the why and where it's coming from when it happens because that in the moment you know you you didn't you know it's been a couple a couple of weeks since that happened so there's been time to like process it but in the moment you're just you feel what you feel yeah and you say what you say and the other person has to figure out how to perceive that without knowing all the backstory. So I was like, oh, we just had another moment of like high emotion that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. And now I remember, let's talk about it on the podcast. Let's talk about it on the next episode. Right. So for me, I do remember you using the word uh, condescending. Sure. And it felt like when I, when I asked you like, oh, you haven't like sat, like you don't know what, if it's a preference or not, you haven't sat down. Cause I really didn't know if it it was a preference. I, from, my perspective, I thought it was just like, oh, I opened my options up. I opened up the door to black women and right. like, that's fine. But I didn't know if that was a preference because I know what my preference is. So I was just genuinely right. asking. And, right. you, and I think you, you just alluded to like not thinking about it. And I was just genuinely shocked yeah, when yeah, it yeah, read right. as like condescending. And I right. did not mean for, for it to feel like that. No, and it's a totally logical question. I think a lot of people talk that way about their dating life and to me that kind of conversation in particular leads to a lot of misunderstanding Mm -hmm. because I think your preferences should be constantly changing um, as you grow not in terms of like I want a little bit of this one now you know what I mean I'm not talking about that I've been on someone's list who was doing that (laughs) yeah I know and there's a lot of that out there but it's like you know and there's funny like there's that one in Iron Man when he meets like Scarlett Johansson's character and she leaves and he's like I want one (laughs) that's just like there is a little bit of like humor and like kind of flirty talk and all that stuff which I understand but like I don't mean that. I literally mean avoiding thinking about my preference in terms of race and everything, height, whatever. Just because, in my mind, if you look at like the people that I've dated, there are a, a, a lot of different types. Uh-huh. But of course, I live in Flatbush, so <laughs> there's a, there's a <laughs> demographic around me. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the same time, I'm 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 not unhappy here. Um, <laughs> but I still, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> So the fact that even I try to keep it all open, like that is there, but at the same time, I feel like even acknowledging that 
on a level more than, yes, I know it happens, like, just limits me from seeing a person as an individual. I don't even know why, like, like, uh, limits my ability to be surprised a little more. It limits my ability to just kind of, like, be myself instead of that dude who dates this group. Oh. You know, like... You feel like you, you start to get labeled? Um, oh, I don't feel like it. It's already happened in my neighborhood. <laughs> so people know, people know yes, you that way? Yes, Yeah, like my friends are they're going to be dying laughing just listening to me respond to these questions. <laughs> dying. You know what I mean? Because also... And you have to show them a picture of me, too. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just... To They'll know. have it when, you know, all the information in the podcast will come out. We'll have our wonderful photo shoot and all that that we'll do. Mm-hmm. Of course, it'll have to be in black and white. Mm. Uh, <laughs> of course it will. It has to be very artsy, too. We have to, to be facing each other, profile. I can see it right now. So all of our features match up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we should do a... a, a our, our photo should be us, like, in, in ballroom dancing gear and you dipping me. <laughs> so do you remember Do you remember the when I told you about my other friend who uh, who is an immigrant from Poland and doesn't vote? Do you remember that part of the conversation? Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. He, he literally is a ballroom dancer. He, like, that's what oh, he does. it all comes back so around. we have access to yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. He teaches and he competes. Okay. So that's this is how he makes his living, which is why I was so angry at him when he said, "If every if anything ever popped off in America, like you know, like it's doing in in um in Ukraine, he he'd be the first one out of here. Right, he'd be right. like, I'm gone.' And yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute! So America saved your fucking life and saved you from starving to death in Poland and gave you the opportunity to be a fucking dancer." Mm-hmm. And a Latin, he does all kinds of, you know, he does hip hop, he does everything, but like gave you the life you have and, and gave you the the room to support yourself with your passion and gave you your life and you would just abandon the country if something went wrong? I mean, I think that it's taken less than that even for people to feel that way lately, though. <laughs> That's the thing. People who are born here, they're like, I'll find another country. Yeah, no, we have, the, like we have the right. People who are born here have the right <laughs> oh, to find God, another country. On, he like doesn't this... have the right to find another country. I guess U.S. is always going to be his daddy. <laughs> gotta pay the piper and of the two of us sitting Jesus. in the room i have the most right to abandon this country you know, you're yeah. in the middle yeah and he's way at the bottom of that list how dare you this is like an i brought you into this world and i, I can take you, take out, you out that's where we're going go back to your country <laughs> <laughs> My if God. you don't like it here we just practice openness here and positive energy <laughs> we're very supportive i became i've never <laughs> i've never understood the feelings of the right more than I did in that moment when he said that. I wish, and I, I, of course, I didn't say any of this out loud, but I was oh. thinking it, and I was like, oh my God, That's... I've become one of them. Okay, <laughs> you just gave me an idea. I don't know how my friends would feel about this, but I would love to try to do a sketch called Republican Moments. Okay. <laughs> just where, like, people feel like Republicans for a second. Just for a second. <laughs> when I say people, I don't mean to say the Republicans aren't people. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> emotional, incredibly emotional, incredibly hypocritical people. Well, I mean, in general, I still uh, know that that does not, liberals are as well. Um, But at the same time, I just tend, like we talked about a little bit, I respect, tend to respect at least a group of people trying to figure out new ways of improving society more than that argument of, shit works, don't fucking... 
We got it. Or shit doesn't not work. My back. Shit doesn't work. Let's not fix it. Right, right. Either of those things. If it doesn't work, it's your fault. Work harder. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else does work. Stop saying it doesn't. Yeah. That's just what it sounds like so often. It, it is. Yeah. It is. And we're. I know we're, we're. I know we're getting off topic, and we're trying to just not have this conversation about um, black and white issues. But Whoa. I just. I just. I know Are we. We got avoiding here. a topic. I feel like we. Usually when we go off on a tangent, I don't call oh. it out because I, because no, my it brain happens, works but it's like totally that. fine to rein it back in. No, because, because, yeah. because I will because I have a question and I wanted to know if you were prepared to answer because yes, you can ask any question I told you whenever we're recording, especially. Okay. The whole it's, point it's, is to get to it. So. Okay. Do you, do you have a preference for black women? Yes. How do you feel about answering that? Well, I feel like it's limiting. Like I said. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's, it doesn't tell you much more about me. Like maybe it says a little, I don't know what it says. I bet you people disagree on what that means even. Yeah. So where does that lead us? It doesn't sound like a substantial prompt to Mm. a deeper topic. That's all. Okay. So some things just don't in conversation lead to a place where I think is more interesting. You know, that's all. Okay. That's the only way I really feel about that. It's not like I would ever be nervous of someone knowing. Like, it's not like it, it would it would change anything. It's just more that I would regret much of what they now do with that information. Mm. <laughs> it's just kind of like a gossip column. Like, but but what now? But what? Right. What, what exactly are are we talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so what is, I would like, I would actually like to follow it up with a question. Like, what about that would be significant to you okay you know um before i answer that i just want to i just want to um what i was thinking of when you were talking was when Mm. a white when we're just going to say black and white obviously there's there's, you can have any kind of mixing here but i guess the most the most disparate would be black and white right and (laughs) everyone else is kind of in the middle of the line so like we're just gonna go to the edges we're gonna go to the outliers and talk about that right but it what i think it's interesting that i think most people or society would see, <laughs> I love saying it like that, uh, we live in a society, would, would hear a white man saying he has a preference for black women and the things that pop up into their mind are different Yeah. from a, a black woman saying she has a preference for white men. The because, implications you said? Yeah, the... yeah, well, yes, the implications uh, and the questions okay. that come up and the That's assumptions really that come up are not the same. Okay. Even though, like, they should be. That's really, like, so what <laughs> What? What do you mean? So if a white man says he has a preference for black women, I think what pops into some people's minds is fetishism. Mm-hmm. Or exo- right, right, right. Or exoticism. Right. Or where did you grow up? Where did you right. go to school? Right. What was around you? Did you have a nanny? Right. Like, did you have, like, a, you know? <laughs> I got you. Know you. What I mean? okay. okay. Or or um just like, oh, that's interesting. What do you what do you like Yeah. It's not just you know, it's not just what you say, it's how you say it. So it's oh, not I'm just happy the black to dive into that. It's not just the black and white text of well what do you find attractive about black women? No, you have, there's an attitude of like, oh well, what do you find attractive about black women? Right? right, I, right. I said the I same see. words, but the but the tone was different. <laughs> it's the tone. <laughs> That people have. Oh, what do you? What do you? Or is, but they could also be curious. They'd be like, oh, right. what do you? What do you find attractive about? But I, I black told. Women? I but think, they're different questions. Didn't I tell you that? And I, sorry, I didn't no, mean to no, stop you. But no, I, no. I thought I told you that on the other podcast with uh, uh, that I had before. Negroni? That we're trying to yeah, that we're trying to reinvent. Although we found out that it might have been taken down because of 
there's some other cocktail show that's like it's the that same, has the name, same or whatever. name. Yeah. Wait, so wait, we have to figure this out. Are you saying that when you sign up to, for a podcast name that they don't check before they give you the name? Well, I think it's more like there are just a lot of this shit going on, and they checked if there was an available podcast with that name, I guess. But maybe another one was on a different platform, or I don't know how it worked. Oh. We still have to figure that out. Oh. That oh that's so messy. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. That but, is crazy. Um, but it's too bad. Yeah, we'll have to look into it. But you on can, that you one, you just add your names after. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so my my good friend who's Jamaican basically just leaned into it one time when he, he was on the episode and having fun with it, having so much fun. He was just like, "What? What exactly do you like about black women?" Right. He's like six three. You right. know what I mean? And it was that, just like, again, just keep in mind, think of my family members when you answer that question. Right. And think it, of them, and all right? And every time... Oh, what we, I would do if I thought you were disrespecting them. <laughs> every time we asked that question with a different tone, we were asking a different question, even yeah, though right. it was the same words, right. because it was the tone and the attitude behind it right. that made it different. I see. So basically, you know, when you asked the question, you were going to a deeper topic. Mm-hmm. And when I heard the question off air, after when, when you were finished recording, okay. I heard... It kind of felt like we had just like been in a love scene. We were cast in the play, and then we got done, and you were like, "Let's go for a drink and fuck." Oh. You know what I mean? It felt like wow. <laughs> yeah, it felt like the 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 lines were being blurred from oh, wow. let's proceed, let's pursue the same thing we just did in the setting, outside the setting in real life. Okay, that's all. It felt like a little bit, and I was like, "Hold on, hold on, guns <laughs> okay. are down, keep the safety on." <laughs> Like, please don't listen to the guys in your head right now who are telling you that she's just setting this. Not just guys also, by the way. This would definitely, if I told this to some female friends of mine, I feel like they would be Oh my God, she's into you. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that whole energy was like, it literally took effort to shut off. Wow. And you you know what's interesting? I, we're, we are we are going to continue on this topic, but just because I, I I recorded some things where I talked about us starting the podcast and how you you like to fight me on everyone needs therapy. I, I did I did right, like a right, four right. thing sure, on, on there sure. explaining why I think everyone needs therapy. And right. Even though you you um. I clarified like my end of that. Oh no no but. I yes and I understand where and, and the whole the whole word need was a problem. It was like could benefit from right, right, and it's right. not just for you, it could be for other people. Right. Um but it's to hedge your bets against coming up against something that could take take you off your off your game and, right. and like having that backup to be like I, I was ready for it yeah. instead of like oh my god I'm in a crisis and I need to learn new shit <laughs> you know I'm freaking out man my life is falling apart and I need to figure out an entire new way of being at the same time like that shit is hard <laughs> so that's why I say everyone right. needs therapy especially when things are going well right. but if you, no, I get you if you had been in therapy for like years and years and years and years when all of that stuff came up when I asked you yeah. what I thought was a simple question you probably right. would have been prompted to say, so here's what's happening internally. Right. And you would have known that it was safe to share that with me. Get you. You know sure. what I mean? That makes a lot of sense to me. It okay. makes a lot of sense to me. My whole issue is the fucking, the, the actual numbers no, you have to that's put That's the down. end of the sentence. It's the fucking, and, like, that's, <laughs> and, that's, and that's the end no, of it. <laughs> it's, it's the effective, effective rate of it if you're talking about hours per lifetime versus the amount of improvement you can have. So, like, I'm going to go in for a year, once a week, and over the course of that year, there are going to be, you know, dozens of little moments that I'll handle incrementally better. Mm-hmm. There'll be maybe t- more than dozens, hundreds of, in- of moments across a year that I'll handle incrementally better. Maybe two or three decisions I handle with a lot of 
patience and I can actually see them clearly without reacting emotionally. And it only, you know, cost me what? <laughs> um, a thousand to two thousand hours mm -hmm. of conversation time <laughs> and how many dollars spent. Mm -hmm. And fuck this country for oh. making it about that. Yeah. That's how I feel. And until then, I'm going to do my best to manage it on my own, mm -hmm. you know? So because, it, uh, you know, and uh, we, I actually just, I, I've got this, uh, this gig where I work where they have provide health insurance and that's new. So that's coming up and they provide therapy in it too. Yeah. So we'll see if that works, but I'll give it a shot. I'll meet the person. I'll do the seven sessions. Mm -hmm. So that sounds like a great number for the year. Seven. Seven. I get it. It's a lot to process. Mm -hmm. I just feel like. Like I said last time, why isn't this group of people, and I'm all people who really go to therapy often, um, not better at, at, at uh, talking to everyone else without sounding condescending? Like, why is it? <laughs> why? If you guys are so emotionally developed, shouldn't you be talking to us with patience and not like, you know, well, if you want to develop yourself, then mm -hmm. it's fine, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> It's because no matter how much therapy you get, everybody's still human. Everybody still has their flaws. And also, mm -hmm. even though therapists really should be calling you out or questioning it, people lie to their therapist. Oh, of course. So yeah. So if you're not if you're not going into your therapist going, so here's what I told right. another person about therapy, and here's exactly how I said it. And well, if you're not giving the therapist that information, you need to go. Hold on, right. that's not. I get what you're doing, but you're sending the right message in the wrong way, and nobody is going to listen to you if you talk exactly. to them like that. It's, then they're it's, not. It's a piece of gold wrapped in shit. Yeah. And it's so like nobody wants to get through that. No. <laughs> no. But like, yeah, that whole energy is so troubling to me. Um, I, think I know something have... you don't know. Yeah. I'm better at something that you're worse at. I right. I look at this situation and I can tell exactly what's going on here. You have mommy issues, and I'm not gonna lie, I did. Right. But when you when you had that little yeah. like, moment, I was like, oh, mommy issues. Let's oh talk God. about that. Oh, huge. <laughs> you have mommy issues. I have daddy issues. Like on paper, it just works so well. You know. <laughs> There's layers to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, all, I mean, as far as mine go, I mean, only child, we moved around and lived without extended family. Mm. So my mom, dad, and I became a fucking unit. Mm. And it was, dad was at work so much, so it was me and mom wow. most of the time. Like, yeah. she was my roommate, you know, my caretaker, authoritarian, uh, teacher. She taught me, helped me learn piano, you know what I mean? She was everywhere. That's the almost the one thing that, that, that helps me feel less guilty about not communicating with her. Is that I'm like, do you have any idea how many minutes I had with you? Yeah. You've exhausted. <laughs> I have. I literally just need a 10-year break to find out who I am because yeah. you're in my head. That's what, that's exactly what I was going to ask. Was like, Does she live in your head rent-free? Is that one of those situations? Oh, it's been like, yeah, like I was going to do this joke like... Uh, um, my my mother my mother uh, I can't remember how I worded it. My mother did did such a number on me that she's basically here right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm on stage. I haven't talked to her in two years. She's next to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I didn't really realize that until about three or four years ago, mm -hmm. actually, because my I was uh, dating someone, and we were like having this moment, like um, like lying in bed together, and then she brought up something about it, and. Um, I answered and then she just went, oh my, it was really weird because I was lying down and she was sitting up, kind of looking looking at me while I was lying down and she just kind of went, oh my God, she's all over you. That's what she said. Wow. It was like seeing yeah. me say something with a certain kind of emotional level and recognizing it that maybe those emotions weren't even mine. I was yeah. literally just yep. 
just transmitting. Yeah. You know, shit. Like it was pulsing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit, that's good to know. <laughs> that's actually, that's really, really insightful because that's, that's actually something I was going to talk about. And one of the insights that I'm going to add to my book is I try to give them like funny, like interesting names, my insights. So it's going to be yours, mine, and ours is like mm-hmm. the name of it. And it's basically therapy, good therapy helps you see what shit is yours, mm-hmm. what shit is other mm-hmm. people's, mm-hmm. and what shit you share. It's very difficult without therapy oh. to like not to, to figure out whose stuff belongs to who because it, yeah. it all gets entwined and entangled. Right. And you don't even like the stuff you say, that was her. Yeah. This wasn't even you. Right. 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 <laughs> but so you're you didn't just a you vessel, know but that. you think you're in control and right. you're really just kind of like transmitting the way that you know that emotion to sound. Mm-hmm. And oh that mix of emotions. It's really kind of a bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's, it's an amalgam. It's, it's a melange of yeah, emotions. Yeah. It's a menage of emotions. For sure. For sure. Because that's where I get my whole, like, and that's also probably she came out a little bit when I when we had that moment, because mm-hmm. that's where I get the zero to 60 from. Okay. You know, she goes quickly from one, from like, you know, everything yeah. is wonderful, peaches yep. and cream, into, you know what I mean, get out of my home. <laughs> And that's, unfortunately, that is emotionally abusive. It, yeah. it is, that's not okay. So this person... Yeah, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, th- that's not... Yeah. And one of the friends... Uh, we were talking about friendships that implode. One of the friendships that imploded that I also talked about on This Is Ugh was um, another Virgo who... We were friends for three years and I... And she had that kind of relationship with her parents. They're mm-hmm. for, like from Africa. Like from... I don't know if they're from Nigeria, but they're from a place where they fled a conflict and came to America. Right. So my, my ex-friend was second generation. Mm-hmm. Her parents were first generation, right? When you come over, are you first generation? When you come over with them, uh, I guess you are first generation. Yeah. Okay. She's first generation. Whoever was born here is, is the first, is the second generation. The first people to be born there, I think. Well, but I don't know. But they came we, over and you were born here. The parents came over. The daughter was born here. Then she would be second generation. Someone, oh, will, someone will correct us. But the point is yeah, her, her parents are from... In Fahrenheit and Celsius. All of that. Correct us. Um, I think we just need to just do one thing. <laughs> Why is America just like, no, we can't, we have to be in the, in English. We can't, we can't do, we can't do 10 times and then 10 times and then 10 times because that's just too easy. Measure it in feet, the we smelliest part of the body. Yeah, we're yeah. Just, we're going to have this our whole This one guy's foot. Only this one guy. On <laughs> um, yeah. But I could tell that our relationship wasn't going to last very long. I, I knew that it had a an expiration date because she was her, her emotional growth would was only taking her so far and she had this background of having a mom who was a zero to 60 mom yeah except she would be screaming in like a different language you know cursing yeah, yeah, at her sure, in a different language sure. and she never knew like her you know where oh, i got yelled at in hebrew and english were, oh okay so yeah. you know yeah yeah. yeah 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 so um and it's just you know i'm very grateful that i didn't have to grow grow up with that because it does it does do something to you it like it changes the way you respond to things it it, it makes you always on edge and i was kind of asking myself we talked about this also that i've Somewhat naively put a lot of trust in you as a, as a, as a predator, <laughs> as a man and as a predator. Oh, God. I, I just yeah. basically was like, yeah, let's meet a couple of times and then I'll be alone with you at your apartment right. drinking. Right. And, and you know what I mean? Right. And but it felt like and emotionally I gave I've given you the benefit of the doubt to just be free and safe to say what I think and what I feel and, right. and not feel like the expectation is for you to come at me. Right, right, And if right. I ever felt like you were coming at me, which I have for moments, I've always processed it out and asked you about it. 
and we talked about it and by the end everything is fine and uh, there was no there was no direct attack or anything like that like I figured what it you, out I, that's what I don't get yet coming for you in, in, a, in a like a, emotional way like uh, trying to get something out of you or what does that mean I guess I guess either trying to sh- what it what it, my perception like, that, was that time that we're talking about an example like the when we stopped recording and spoke that was an example. Okay. There was also an example when we met at that bar and restaurant, and the first time we met. Or? The first time we yeah. met after the first time we met after the first time. You know, oh, the first, like the very okay. first time okay. we met at 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 the just the bar bar. Right. Was like fine. Right. I was coming for you. Oh my god. No, but like, but, but here's the thing. Just like you thought I was being condescending. Like I, I, uh-huh. I because I've been to therapy. Right. Uh, right. I've learned. <laughs> I've learned to process those moments in a different way and I've learned mm. to ask questions so if I feel like oh they're they're coming at me I go hold on maybe they're not let me ask questions and that's what I've done and by the end of it no they weren't coming at me they were having their own thing happen and had nothing you. to do with me so you. I've learned to, okay. to, to trust you emotionally right right, right but, I see. but it feels like you haven't learned to trust me yet where you where you you still feel like Oh, is she is she trying to is she trying to do something like that's what it feels like? Right, right, right. And it's like I I I've given you my trust. Why can't why can't you know why can't you trust me? Well, it's interesting that you, that that's how it came off because to me the question um, was first of all the question you asked was very logically now that we've talked about it like it's down a line of of thinking that is something you've been interested in figuring out for a while. Yeah, it's a it's a topic. Yeah, but to me it was surprising that you didn't parallel that with maybe the emotional effect of that question Mm. and that um because maybe you trusted me you thought that that you can really ask anything Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying you can't but there there i feel like different questions just are connected to different things Mm -hmm. emotionally and so asking me if i'm attracted to you like i don't know if there's a if there's a sort of I was going to say, like, if other, if, there, if you asked, like, a bunch of people how they would react to answering that question. Mm. You know, yesterday there was this woman at the bar, and she was sitting there, and we just were talking, and I was bartending, and at one point I said, so which, because you live in bed which neighborhood were you raised in in New York? She was like, that's a fucking personal question. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, your neighborhood? Yeah. Really? And, you know, yeah, it was kind of an odd, like... You have, you have like, so I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? So but something's like, going on there. Yeah. <laughs> and literally I have a friend who is a comedian who that, that's one of his quintessential jokes that I remember was New Yorkers, how they get to know each other. Mm. Nor likes Belma. Everybody go watch Nor likes Belma. But it was like, first question is like, which bar are you from? And if it's like Staten Island, go fuck yourself. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, and then if it's, then it's like the next question is, um, what high school did you go to? And then, then they're like, the real deep cuts are which hospital were you born in? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but this is a New Yorker, and she was like, that's, whoa, whoa, back it up. Yeah. You know, so I, and I was, I admit that I was totally surprised by that. I think a lot of people would be, mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah. But that's the whole purpose of also getting back to stating my preference. Mm-hmm. People will surprise you. Yeah. People are people. And they always kind of, the more you get to know them, the less they fit into whatever box you thought they did. Yeah, and that's why for me, because for, for me, it's so casual. I've thought about it forever. It's just, it's always been like mm. with me. It didn't make right. sense. I'm like, this is a very, ca- ca- it wasn't a casual question to you, right. but it was to me. Right, right, So, right. you know, everybody, 
lives in their own no matter how well you get to know someone everyone lives in their own universe bubble and like yeah. our and our bubbles can bump up against each other and you can see into the other person's bubble like oh that's interesting but you can like never really feel or experience that other person's sure. life so yeah. no matter how how long you your bubbles have been butted up against each other like that person's going to surprise you that sounded really hot by the way i mean <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> But yeah, it's just, you know, sharing space and, and <coughs> another concept is being in the other person's head. And th- that's a huge thing. So like the yours, mine, and ours for Right. I just got defensive hearing that. <laughs> being in the other person's no, head? Messing around. <laughs> you got to warn me with you Get out of my head. Get out of my Mom. head. <laughs> but it's it's like trying to trying to um tell another person and it, and it very easily goes into gaslighting it's, it's yeah. telling the other person what they think or what right. they feel Ooh, i have an example of this well of course everyone does recently. and it's like you're you can have your perception of like you can think like okay that person's like i'm not angry i'm not i'm not angry and it's like <laughs> of course you're angry i'm not angry and there's no point in yeah. there's no point in having a fight about yeah. You, you knowing the other person is angry and they're not willing to admit they're angry. Okay, there's you're never going to win that fight. Right. Because technically you can't be in that person's head and yes, they probably are angry, but is that a fight worth having? No. Well, yeah, a lot of those, but I think the significance of why it's not worth having the the fight, that's what it is because people say things like that but don't really commit to them. It just sounds with like wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like you really have to mean it. You really have to know why things are not worth fighting for. Like, I have this thing where it happens when I'm walking down the street, and there is a tendency of, it's like, it's homeless men, and it's it's shorter shorter black men. Mm-hmm. It's happened, like, half a dozen times now over, like, the last three years, mm-hmm. where they intentionally walk in my lane, oh. you know, and just, like, kind of try to instigate some sort of power struggle Oh, just while we're walking down the street and we're walking towards each other, yeah. you know? Interesting. And one time I remember I was just like, I'm just, this is where I'm fucking walking. I don't know what the hell is wrong with you, man. Yeah. And then the dude walked over just enough so that we bumped shoulders. Yeah. And then he was like, I'll move over for crackers. Oh, and no. And then I remember walking away, I was like, yeah, but this is still America. <laughs> I'm still a white dude. <laughs> That's so, not really much of a problem. Yeah. You know, like he just had a little, you know, huff and puff moment. Yeah. And I understand where his is coming from, but I don't need to actually get upset about that. Right. You know, like I don't have, that's why, that's why it's You didn't not want to be Republican it. in that moment? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I'm. There's a whole lot you can say there. <laughs> I guess that was my green party moment. I don't know what. Yeah. That There's just some things that don't matter to me. Yeah. You know, specifically because of my place in society, maybe. Or whatever. You have to be aware enough to know that, though, because there are a lot of people who. And I did it all without therapy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did some therapy. I did some therapy. There's even having these conversations to a point is therapy. Well, I rely on that very much, and I believe in that. Okay. (laughs) I think people should gather at their cafes and bars and watering holes and talk to each other. Don't hide in your apartments and whatever. Well, I mean, if you're forced to hide in your apartment because there's a pandemic going around, then you do that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no. Shame pandemic people into going out. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and infect each other. No, but um, did I, 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 you, you were going to say something when, um, and I kind of like pushed the, the last thing we were talking about. Was there something more specific you wanted to add to the like preference conversation? Or you said this, oh, someone had yes. a joke or something? No, it was more about, well, what it, what I was, what what your line of questioning that followed really interested me about was like, you said, okay, then like the follow up questions are like, where did you grow up? How did you go around? Right. And all of that is something that I would love to figure out to see if there is some sort of 
you know, relationship or, or element that I'm not understanding, but I don't know why my preference is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't actually know that. It's not like a thing that I have, you know, like whatever Dr. Manhattan figured out, like, mm-hmm. you know, with the mathematical emotional equation. Yeah. <laughs> but the only way that I can understand it is that I grew up in the States, primarily in the Midwest and the Southwest, Oklahoma and Minnesota. And I was very young in Oklahoma, which had a sound to it, like the way people talked, which was not the sort of Minneapolis sound I had uh, in terms of like the upper Midwestern politeness. Oklahoma wasn't that polite. Mm. Um, And it was a strange energy, you know, but my mom was also significantly more uh, emotionally, I guess, out loud than anyone else that I knew. Mm-hmm. I didn't have friends who had mothers like mine. Um, my school was predominantly white, and it was a lot of Irish ancestry. I'm pretty sure, yeah, there was like one class they asked us, I remember like where our family was from, and I didn't understand how to answer the question. Yeah. My dad's American, my mom's Israeli, but her parents are Romanian. Mm-hmm. And so the teacher asked me, I remember, I was like, what's your ancestry? And I said, Israel? I was kind of uncertain. She goes, uh, come on, but really? That's how she responded. And I was like, Romania? And she goes, thank you. Ew. <laughs> Nasty. To a child for no reason. What's the point? Israel, like, wasn't a real place for her. But, like, either way, I just didn't really identify with the predominantly white communities that I was growing up in. So I just felt incredibly alone all the time. Mm-hmm. And then we got to Minneapolis. It was a little more diverse. But still, I was in a really small school that had like 450 in the high school. Wow. And it just was not a place that had a lot of diversity. So I kind of waited until I got to um, outside of high school and stayed in Minneapolis for a year. I was working at a guitar store and just having jobs and meeting people. Mm-hmm. So it was when I started working that I started actually meeting women that I was interested in a way that I didn't realize before. Because most of the people that I was, I just wasn't attracted to many of the people that I was around. And you didn't, like, you didn't know that until you were around people that you were attracted to? That you were like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) More of this? Yes, more of this. I didn't know this was out here. (laughs) I didn't know this was possible. (laughs) So it was kind of a, uh, it was a situation right off the bat. You know, I had to be careful. I was working at a restaurant with a lot of employees. Yeah. I was very careful and I was good. I was good. You know what I mean? There was only like one woman that I, I dated who worked in that restaurant after like two and a half years because restaurants are slutty. Yeah. Yes, oh my are. God. Um, but uh, yeah, it just became kind of immediate right off the bat. So I, I bring up like my mother's energy compared to everyone else around me because like whether it's even regular friendships or attractions, I seem to be very close friends with people who had mothers like mine. Yeah. That's kind of what brings us together. You know, and if it's not mothers, maybe it's fathers sometimes, but like, you know, uh, intensity of emotional life of bringing you up and like a lot of surprising things that happen quickly (laughs) (laughs) and not really knowing what you did wrong yet, but figuring out as quickly as possible. Yeah. Immediate shift in the, in the intensity of attention. Yeah. Oh my God. My first ever impression that I ever did was of my mother. And it was the way that she, she almost had like white lady language to, to like a, like a 
either an immigrant mother or a black mother's energy. So it was kind of crazy. She, her first, my first impression of her was when she got really upset, but she just wanted to check what she just heard. Mm. And she would just go, excuse me. <laughs> just like that. Just excuse me. Mm-hmm. was the one thing, but it like, it just cut yeah. through the room. Just the way she said, excuse me, you know? So it was really not like anything, my, it wasn't anything severe like that on the regular in terms of like her wording, but she would scream. Mm. She would do a lot of screaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it was like a three-act play. She would scream. She would forget something that she was going to scream about and then come back in the room again and finish mm-hmm. and then leave the room and then come back and then break down and then just be like, it's just been so difficult. The move has just been so much. And like, dad has a community at work and I just don't know what's, you know, I just, it's been a lot. You know what I mean? Like you, you're like nine. Yeah. So like I inherited a lot of weird shit, yes. you know, and it took me a while to also figure out that like, they make fun of male feminists, but like I, there's a part of feminism that I have that is absolutely, it's impossible for me not to be. I know exactly how terrifying a woman can be. (laughs) 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 Not that that's a valid reason, but I mean, it's about, it's about understanding equality comes from, we're all valid. We're all individuals. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there was never any doubt in my mind that I respected women. I didn't have the option not to. What I did have to do was figure out what shit I inherited by accident that was really just her narcissism and not feminism at all. Right. Not about women, just about her. Right. And so that was something I started to work on, you know, probably in my late 20s. Yeah. You know, while I was married. Ah. That's when I started to figure that stuff out. Because I I kind of discussed on stage sometimes about how I left my wife and my mother in the same week. (laughs) You know, that's kind of what, what happened. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is what's going on. Right. I tried to escape one woman by inviting another into my life and deal with the problem somehow tangentially or through some sort of like organic life, live digestion process. No, it's not working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my mommy issues. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Being emotionally unstable, explosive, yeah. manipulative. Are just not great things to <laughs> to raise a child with. They don't build a solid foundation necessarily. Yeah. They don't really. They don't. Yeah, they help you deal with a lot. They give you defense mechanisms of a type, but you don't understand them yet. Once you have the opportunity to grow up, you have the opportunity to learn about the defense mechanisms that you built, mm-hmm. like without really your own knowledge, like not consciously, mm-hmm. and then see. Basically, I feel like what you can still use in a better way and what was a, is a habit that you need to get rid of mm-hmm. what is a, a method that you have or a, whatever when you're a kid and you're not in control of your environment everyone else is controlling your life and they're doing it in a way that's toxic and traumatizing you learn mm-hmm. survival skills right but when you become an adult and then you interact with the with the rest of the world and there are like pretty heavy consequences if if your maladaptive behaviors cross the line into, yeah, you know, into right. kind of cross through uh, laws and whatnot. You know, <laughs> yeah, laws that, and shit. That can be bad. But but even if they don't cross into <laughs> laws, they can still be incredibly hurtful to yourself and, and the people around you. Survival skills don't necessarily make good thriving skills. And yeah, so that's where, that's where like, that's a really you know great, I mean? great way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you're not this, like, young being who is just kind of like, you just have all this energy and you're, although while you're developing bad habits, you're still a youthful person. Mm-hmm. Later on, like 
bad energy starts to take a toll on your body. Yeah. Like you, your stresses, and it's not that they were ever separate, emotional and physical pain, they're all connected, but that it takes a toll on you. Yeah. And you really need to get out of your own way so you can do more than survive and you can thrive. Yeah, and it, and we were talking about a neighbor of yours who basically is is doing his very best to alienate every single person in his life slowly. Yeah, and he but he's someone who's developed those for whatever reason he's developed or always had those personality traits, and they're not working. Right, and he's not going out of his way to figure them out and fix them. So right. he has a community around him. Right, so that's what happens is when you when you are forced to survive as a kid, if you don't get your shit together and go, okay, what's actually working for me and what isn't? Mm-hmm. What's going to build a community or build build um, a friendship or build a relationship and what isn't? You go, mm-hmm. you just go, no, no, I'm just going to do the same thing, right? Yeah. Same thing that, that we talk about conservatives do. We're just, it works. Right. And we're going to keep doing it, even yeah. if it doesn't work. Right. It works. It's right. like, no, but it doesn't work. It's not your place to say if it's working or not. Yeah. It's like, but is it working? <laughs> is it working? <laughs> it's not working, right. right? Right. But you keep doing it because it's, it's what you know and you don't, you don't know what else to do. You don't know how to not do it. That's where, that's where the therapy comes in is to, yeah. is to figure out, number one, to acknowledge that it exists because like that's the number one thing I'm always going to say. The first you have to admit you have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, always right. always step one. Yeah. Admit that the thing is a thing. Right. Then you have to say that thing is probably like not the greatest thing right. to have. And then you go, okay, what is a better then I it's not always done in this order, but I think this works better. What is a better thing? Like identify what okay. a better thing would right. be first. I see what you mean. And then say, how do I transition from the thing I'm doing now to the better thing? Right. Um, I would I would go the opposite direction. And I would be like, okay, now I know that it's a thing, but why is it a thing? What is it about it? And then I figure out if I can actually accomplish. I look at my own fears that created that thing, or my own. Oh yeah, feelings. you still have to do that, of course. That's, yeah, that's I would the just start there. Analysis process, and I, I'm similar. I if I can understand why something is happening, it helps me deal with it. And yeah. It helps me fix it. If I have no idea why, right. I, my brain is going to, while you're trying to tell me to do something different, my brain is going to keep going, wait, why? Right. Why is that? Why is I got that? You. So you, yeah, that's just an inherent part of the process. Yeah, that's an inherent part of the process. And it's in, um, but I think most people don't, I think that we're different. I think most people don't think like that. Most people don't go, why? Why did I date this person who was just like my dad? They're just like, I just want to not do that anymore. And I don't want to, like, think about that. I don't know. I think if that were the case, then Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis would not have a career. (laughs) Wait. I'm confused. I'm just making fun of romantic comedies. Um, Oh, wait. No, and I really like... They're both incredibly talented. I like them. But um, I just mean, like, there's all these movies about people, like, trying to figure out that exact thing, like... Mm -hmm. There is a, you know, whether it's like I'm in love with my friend's fiance or like, you know what I mean? Just some kind of problematic beginning Mm -hmm. that I feel like a lot of us probably don't process it in the best way, but it is somewhere in our emotional zeitgeist kind of thing. It's somewhere out there. Yeah. And we are concerned about it. Yeah. That's what people read about like Benefer. (laughs) Yeah. So... I think that that I I do think that it's on people's minds, but I think the healthy processing of it is is something that especially this country is just not interested at all yeah. in supporting. Because um, you can't see it. If you can't see it, if you can't monetize it, if it's not in front of you, if it's all this is happening like inside, right? It's like it's not real. Well, that also leads it to it not being a binary answer, which is another big thing. I think the way that like why one thing I think that's always been a part of America is on the surface kind of like, even if it wasn't intentional, 
or, or not really meant. The language was about like ripping down tradition. Mm. Let's have a new place. This isn't like necessarily an English country or a German country or, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's bring up more white countries as well. But you know what I mean? Like they, that's how they got the language wrong. All men are created equal and everything like that. So, but the intention was to break down, to make something new. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's kind of along the way of that process, things become oversimplified. Because all of a sudden people are like, we're really ripping everything down and we have to start fresh and everything is vulnerable. Mm -hmm. People have different opinions about how the next phase should go. So whether it's AOC and Bernie Sanders or Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, both very different versions of progress Yeah. in the same party, kind of, you know, whether, whether Bernie's not. But I mean... That, that whole energy, I think that's kind of where it is. We're in this, this really hyper-vulnerable stage where we're really trying to introduce some big topics. I think this is a good place to to take a breather. Absolutely. And to, uh, I was thinking that too. And to freshen up and, and crack some more cans. We're out of drinks is what we're saying. <laughs> what we're so, saying is we're out, we are out of alcohol. Out of alcohol. We love you guys, room. but you know, not that much. So we are go- we're going to continue this conversation <laughs> on the next episode. We will see you guys next week. Yeah. We're that here, sounds good. We're here for hours, so this is all... <laughs> the, the next month's worth of episodes is going to be one night. There we go. But we have to take breaks in between. That's right. And meanwhile, I hope you've enjoyed Everything's Fine. Everything's Fine. With Georgia and Yoni. Everything's Fine with Georgia. <laughs> oh, wow. I just got demoted. <laughs> yeah. oh, everything's Fine with Georgia. And Yoni's here, too. Did you see Yoni? You see, there's a Yoni He's over there. He's actually but... here. Yeah, all right. He'll I have no idea how he is, but <laughs> he is in the room. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>